What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. busy busy week the alcs is over um and we have world series baseball the fall classic as they call it coming back um and additionally today taylor we have issues we're not friends today because the patriots play the bears and the bulls play the celtics so i'm gonna need you to take that hat off and find a new hat uh no winter is coming for for you and uh yeah, it could be ugly. It could get real ugly. I mean, it could go both ways, to be honest with you, because, well, I feel less certain in the Bulls beating the Celtics today, but I feel like there's a chance that the Bears beat the Patriots. I believe in Justin Fields too much. And also, y'all are suspect, very suspect, especially, you know. I mean, the Patriots beat all the bad teams, and the Bears are a bad team. So I mean – are we a bad team or are we just um yeah, a really yes. good college team that ascended into the NFL? By that definition, we're a good team. We're uh, a really good team by that definition. Those are some those are some hoops that you're jumping <laughs> through that I I <laughs> they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you see the the report about Al, um Adam Silver, excuse me? Um, threatening to send down the two worst teams in the NBA and then the two best G League teams become NBA teams like each season. I'm not going to lie. I kind of respect it. Yeah, I think that's kind of like cool. Some... Nah. It, it, it's cool, but like it's it's some it's trying to like I can't wait until the G League Ignite goes up against like the Clippers. You're not trying to and you're not trying Paul to see George the... and Kawhi. You're not no. trying to see Fort Wayne, the 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 Mad Ants. You're not trying to see the the illustrious history that the Santa no, Cruz Warriors to... have. No, I'm I'm certainly not. I'm not trying to see the. No, I do not want to see the the Santa Cruz Warriors versus the Boston Celtics on a random February night at 10 p.m. No, I mean it could give you some type of closure because at least you guys beat a Warriors team. Doesn't matter which one. No, the the closure's coming. Is it after three games? I can I can confidently say the closure is coming. I mean, we'll have to see. It's a long season ahead of us. One thing I do know for sure is that James Harden is back. So 
that's always a beautiful sight. They yeah, they counted him out. But tr- you know what translating the wins too. Love <laughs> you know what you know what I heard? I heard that Joel Embiid has plantar fasciitis. And if that's the case, that means that he's in the same boat that James Harden was last season from the standpoint of he comes into the season out of shape. Because like when you have foot injuries or leg injuries, you can't like run the way that you're supposed to during the offseason. So if that's the case, then what the fuck? <laughs> but it's nice to see that James I'm, Harden is back. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really sure that the seven foot two, three hundred pound guy with feet and leg injuries will get better as the season goes on. I'm sure that's how that'll work. I mean, this might be his MVP year. We'll we'll never know. Nah, um he's given up. But he came in you, twice. You, he came in twice, two times in a row, and it's like, nah. I mean, sometimes you just need a breakthrough. I mean, at one point in time, nah. I, I mean, LeBron had to break through multiple finals teams, facing multiple finals teams before he actually got to the finals. Like maybe John B just has to MVP. MVP is <laughs> a little farther north, a little farther yeah. north. Yeah, it's a little bit more. Um, Sudden, if you will. Sometimes you sometimes you see the trajectory, and other times you're like, "Oh, he's MVP." Uh, okay, I guess. But um, this is a music podcast, and that being said, welcome to the Cat Podcast. This is episode three twenty five. That is Taylor McLeod wearing an ugly, ugly hat. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching on YouTube and listening on <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and more. Shout out to all our subscribers. And if you feel left out from that shout out, I have a simple fix for you. You can just subscribe and now you're included. So shout out to you. Um, also, you can hit the like button. Not now, but at some point you might want to do that. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Fence plays on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content at oldmilk.co. That being said, Taylor, how are you doing today? Good. Sun is shining. Talked about it already, but we got two big matchups tonight. So, what else? What else do you need, really? Favorite sports teams on TV and the sun's out. What? What more? <laughs> what more could you ask for? Yeah, no. There's especially around this time. There's really nothing much more you could ask for. Maybe I don't know some apple cider donuts, but that's that's a random thing. Are you an apple spice Damn. or? I mean, not apple spice. Apple cider or pumpkin spice? Like, what's the What's the preference? Oh, come on now. It's app, app, apple. Apple, apple cider. All day long. <laughs> you sound, yeah. you're not a, you're oh, not a sure. traditional Bostonite. Is that what they call y'all? Bostonites? I'm not That's from it, there. Right? <laughs> all right. So you're not, I'm you don't not have any, there. in terms of baked nah, goods, I've, you have no Massachusetts at, pride. Well, when it comes to baked goods, pumpkin bread with chocolate chips, okay. that's, S tier. Okay. That is the top okay. of the that's the mountaintop. But I mean I worked at I, I've worked butchered. I've I've bottled the cider. I've put the labels on. Like it's 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 a little homegrown forever. farm to table Apple experience. Forever. Shout out <laughs> shout out Steve Jobs. Man. Oh god. <laughs> anyway. Pump, pump pump pumpkin iPhone 14. Oh yeah, no, we don't want that. I mean, they saw anyway. Uh that being said, we are talking about 
the second NBA Young Boy. This is the second NBA Young Boy episode that we've had this year. But if he's gonna release all this music and most of it be quality, I guess we're gonna talk about him twice. Uh, we're talking about NBA Young Boy, or I probably should say Young Boy Never Broke Again. Ma, I got a family. A Gangsta Grill special edition hosted by DJ Drama, aka Drum Brady. I'm not gonna call him. What do you say? Call me Jeffrey Drummer on Pop Out. I'm not. He. Drama, drama, did. drama. <laughs> no, I'm not calling you that. Um, but that being said, the tape is 19 tracks long, 47 minutes long as well, featuring Nicki Minaj and Yeet. Um, it also comes as one of the three Gangsta Girl projects that were released over the weekend. The other two are I Still Got It with Snoop Dogg, obviously with DJ Drama, and then Snowfall with Jeezy. Shout out Snowfall Season 6, by the way. Completely different segue, but that... That's that is gonna be heat. Anyway, um, before we get in, before we actually get into the review, uh, some notable production credits. At least I found them notable. Southside from 808 Mafia, the 808 Boss produced um, Pop Out, and Chief Keef has a production credit on all the problems. Um, additionally, this is NBA Young Boys' sixth release of 2022 and the seventh release over the full calendar year. Um, and that being said, I give it to you, Taylor. What were your first initial thoughts on NBA Youngboy? Ma, I got a family. Uh, it, it, like, I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it. I'm not an NBA Youngboy fan. Like, we talked about it in the last episode. Um, I think he is incredibly talented at making very listenable music. Like, like his music sounds nice. And, like, he he clearly he clearly understands which instrumentals work for what, what sentiment he's trying to put across. It's not like this, like, like ESTG, who's just someone else bubbling up right now. Like even his sad songs are scary. Like NBA young boy, like knows definitely when to, he, he really, really excels at picking his instrumentals. And I think that over the course of this project, the instrumentals to me, at least are what, what really carry the entire thing. I think the DJ drama parts are nice. Drum Brady reference. I like that. Uh, the other one, not so much. I think it's, yeah. Well, so it, it brings me back to a time when like, cause we didn't, you and I weren't, I mean, obviously like, you know about it, but it's different. Cause we weren't like old enough for the beginning of DJ drama, but we got like the second iteration of DJ drama, which was like, the one that stands out most to me is Dream Chasers 2 with Meek. And so, like, it, it's nice to get this, like, third third cycle of DJ drama after doing the Tyler album last year when, like, the Pete kids were like, who's DJ drama? Like, it's nice to, hit, to hear him, like, back working with, like, the artists that understand, like, and obviously Tyler understands it, but it's it's nice to hear him back with an audience that knows who DJ drama is, especially with the three projects that came out. So those are my first reactions. I think it's a nice project to listen to, like just based on my fandom. I don't know if I'll come back to it a whole lot. And I have some more nuanced thoughts about certain mm-hmm. sounds and, you know, other, other parts, but my first reaction, just like the first couple of times through, it's a, it's a nice album to listen to. Like you can't, there's no denying that he makes, you know, good music. So. Yeah. Um, my first thoughts were I kind of addressed it already, but I just have to say it again. DJ Drama asking people to call him Jeffrey Drama is crazy. Um, aside from that, um yeah. the album itself is really good. 
I think that there is a comparison to be made with NBA Youngboy and LeBron from the standpoint of LeBron has a lot of finals appearances, but he doesn't have the he has more finals appearances than rings. And I feel that is a good analogy to NBA Youngboy's music. That being said, this project within itself is a ring. The other two um, between Last Slimito and this one, uh, Realer 2, and I believe it's called 38, yeah, 3800 Degrees. Those two were kind of iffy for me. There were some songs that I liked from both of them, but I didn't really see myself playing both of those projects through the same way that I will this one and The Last Slimito. Um, and I think that's also because you can tell there's a difference in quality between an NBA Youngboy mixtape versus an NBA Youngboy album. And I know that I'm not sure what this is being called yet, but to me, at least, it sounds on the same level as Colors and The Last Limeido, the two for sure NBA Youngboy albums that we had this year. Um, I Yeah, so overall, I think that it's a really good project to listen to. I think that they are... I can listen to the whole thing and be completely um, enjoy myself and have a blast listening to the whole thing front to back. Um, that's something that I can only say for Colors and The Last Slamido out of the projects that NBA Youngboy has dropped this year. Um, so all that being said, I think that within the past calendar month, there are four Youngboy projects that I can routinely come back to or go back to um, to appreciate the music. And that's from the Bayou, which is a collab with Birdman that came out last year, I believe in December of 2021. Colors that came out in January, the last Limito that came out in August, and now this one here. Um, additionally, I think there might be a level of young boy fatigue or possibly just different target audiences or just a lack of growth in general because he just releases so much music. Um, I think that it might just be either the young boy fatigue, because I remember when the last Limito came out and then he announced Realer 2, I was like, okay, well, I'm still trying to digest this last project. I don't think I'm ready for a new one yet. And then after almost like two, three weeks after he came out with Realer 2, he comes out with 3,800 degrees. And then this one comes out two weeks after 3,800 degrees. So it's really four projects in the span of a month. Um, but at the same time, at least from the perspective of 3,800 Degrees, um, it seems like that project was more for the Louisiana region um, because it pays homage to Lil Wayne's first tapes. And I think it kind of sounds at least like the 2022 version of what that would sound like. Um, so perhaps there could be workings of a different target audience as well. I don't really think it's lack of growth because from um, 2015, when Youngboy first started becoming known to now, you can see the growth in his development um, artistically. So overall, really, really good project. There are way more tracks to listen to. And I don't think there's a single skip on this project. At least I don't think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, it listens like a project. You should listen to the whole thing. And I think you can actually listen to it through. And I think you could also shuffle it. Like I there's I think there's a case to be made for like maybe like putting the Nikki feature higher, or the Yeet feature higher instead of putting those, you know, both at the back end. But I also get the incentive of like, let me at least the first time people listen to this, let's put these at the back so that people listen through the album and then get there. I think what you said about fatigue is probably the most important point. And 
my perception of the young boy audience, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that it it, it skews a little bit younger than even you and I. And like we're yeah. you and I both you and I are in there like early mid early to mid twenties. So it's like I think it skews a little younger than us. And I think that his uh release volume is closer to that. It's it matches up more with that younger mindset of let me i'm on to the next thing immediately like like you said there is no it feels like there's no like desire to digest a piece of music it's like no this is this is hot right now let me let me find the next thing and that's i feel like that's always been a thing and you've had other artists that do this like i mean russ blew up releasing a ton of music you know every week currency at one point was doing like a mixtape a month migos um La Russell puts out an incredible amount of music and he future and they're all they all resonate with different groups. So I think what you said about reaching for certain certain audiences is also very important because if you're going to be this high volume release, like if you're going to do this volume of releases, it has to be different. And I think that is one thing that he has on his side is that there is an effort to diversify at least the, the main target audience, but also giving that bigger general audience what they want every month or every couple months by like just throwing them an entire other project. So you like make your money on that side. And then with the audience that you're actually like, you know, shooting for then it's like, then there's a, a deeper level of appreciation. But I do think there is something to be said that for that audience that wants that more specific project, that, that more appreciative audience, I think sometimes the, the volume can cause that fatigue in that audience, like the audience who actually cares almost I feel like there's a easier path towards fatigue for them with this type of release release cycle. Cause I, I mean, my most recent in terms of a rapper that I really listened to and like, like that, like last year currency did like six mixtapes in six months or something like that. Or it was mm-hmm. like, it could have been like more like it was from like August to December. He had like an eight mixtape run. And it's like, I can't, it makes me almost like be like, I wish, I wish there had to be, like physical CDs for all these projects so that it could slow it down just a little bit because you have to pay for the manufacturing. You have to manufacture, you have to set dates ahead and it can't just be like, no, actually I came up with another idea or I like, I spent a weekend with this producer. Like it's an amazing product for the fans, but at some point, like it's like, no matter how good the product is, I feel like you run out of, you run out of capacity to like fully digest like that amount, that amount of music. So that leads kind of nicely into like my next thing. And it's like a lot of points on this album specifically make me, make me wish for like projects from other artists or like, you know, EPs from other artists or even singles from other artists. Like there's points in this album where like, we, we just got a, you know, a whole album of this from Rod Wave, but there's parts where I'm like, Oh, I I would almost not rather. Cause that's not how I want to frame this, but like, I can hear Rod Wave doing something like this, or I can hear Thug doing something like this. There's points on the album where I'm like, oh, like this, this makes me want to listen to Lil Wayne getting on this instrumental or something similar to it. I think there's a lot of it, especially with the like uh, more like guitar driven instrumentals where like it makes me miss Juice World a lot where I want, I you know what I mean? I want that separate perspective. It's nice to have one project that has all of this on it. And I think it casts really wide net, but it definitely makes me, it makes me like wish like, we were getting some music from like other artists to to almost like cut through and be like, no, this is, this is their lane. Like it's, it's very cool that like young boy can do all that. It's similar in versatility way. It's similar to like a Drake, but at, at the same point, I'm like, man, like 
I wish like Juice World was on this in 2022 as opposed to getting like you know music that's in the vault. Like I wish we were getting a new and like obviously that's not gonna happen, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Um. The first point about your uh, about fatigue essentially. Um. The one thing I will add to that is I think that good music like this album cuts through that fatigue because um after yeah. listening to Realer Two and listening to Thirty Eight Hundred Degrees. I wasn't excited for this project at all. And even at the last second when it was told that it was going to be a DJ drama Gangsta Grills mixtape, I still wasn't really as excited as I should be for NBA Youngboy and DJ drama. Um, but listening to the album, I'm, I feel, I don't know if rejuvenate is the right word, but I feel ready. Like I feel ready to digest this album as well as continuing to digest the last slime. Um, Additionally, I like the fact that you brought up Rod Wave because young boy, Rod Wave, make a tape together. It'd be amazing. Um, I just wanted to say that. Um, and finally, the Juice World point really, it's really interesting that you bring that up as well because I think King of the Jungle reminds me of Armed and Dangerous by Juice World. And it would have been nice to have, obviously, as you said, or as we all know, and unfortunately, it's it's reality that we probably we're not going to get juice world isn't here to make more music um or it just isn't here in general but it would have been nice to hear what juice world would have done on king of the jungle and some other tracks um so yeah um but i do also want to get to a point about why nba young boy releases so much music um i so after the release of The Last Slimito, I saw an Instagram post that went out. I think it was either posted by NBA Youngboy's team that basically said celebrated the fact that they beat the music industry in terms of they got out their contract with Atlantic Records. And so my initial thought from that was that Youngboy is releasing Realer 2, 3800 Degrees, um, My Got a Family Now to replenish the catalog of music that will all be his but when you look on spotify um under it it still says that atlantic records has some rights to the music all the music that he's released over the past uh two months since the last line you so i was kind of confused there i was kind of wondering if young boy was independent or if he wasn't independent um but after further research and also, I guess, luck in terms of planning when we record this, today it was reported by Billboard that Youngboy is signing with Motown Records and his Never Broken Again label was already signed by Motown Records in 2021. So I guess that just completes the whole thing. So still not completely sure if these last three releases are um, independent or just him finalizing some uh, something that he needed to meet within that Atlantic contract which knowing how music contracts go, that's very, that very well may be the case. But I just thought it was interesting to kind of peel back the curtain and try to see why is NBA Youngboy releasing this music? Because again, even though we could come up with names like Future and um, I forgot the other names that we just said, it's still really rare to see an artist release this much and at least have maintained as big of a audience as young boy does or as future did um so it was just interesting to kind of peel that back for me or for the for everybody yeah and it it definitely could be a situation like that we've seen it so much more recently or at least it's been more publicized where like 
Drake put out, if you're reading this, to get out of his initial contract, or Frank Ocean putting out Endless with Blonde to, you know, qualify as, like, two albums to get him out of his contract. So we've seen that a bunch, and there's obviously the chance that all, all this was like, all right, let me put out all these projects. Um, I also think without having to do the legwork of – like literally selling CDs or mixtapes out of like a car, you know, going and making the rounds, like, like actually, you know, being on like, like selling, you know what I mean? Like, like moving the music, uh, like physically, you don't have to do that anymore. So I feel like it's so much easier to now because of the distribution platforms and like the, also like, like I said, mentioned earlier, the, the, the attention span, um, I think it's easier now to grind with music than it ever has been because you can just put out so much and like there's guaranteed rates and stuff like that where it's like, oh no, if it like like if put this out, I know what this many people are gonna listen to it. So like no matter what that number on chart data says, where it's like, oh, like who sold the most this week, like Taylor Swift or NBA Youngboy, it's like, well, it, that doesn't matter when you're the one actually getting the money from that because like whether or not you win that battle is obviously like a it's a it's an award thing is it's an accomplishment thing but it's still like the money's being made so it, it's a i feel like it's a a, a double-edged sword where it's like it, it's a good way to get out of a contract and especially for someone like young boy a lot of these artists at this point are like so prolific with the amount of music they make and how quickly they make it and and how good it is for for how quickly it's being made I think it's such an advantage to be able to to do things like that. And when you talk about attention span, I think, and you can tell me if you relate, but like for for me, who's not the biggest young boy fan, the the fatigue part kicks back in. And instead of like being like, all right, I'm on to the next thing, it it makes me want to go back and like listen to music I've been listening to for the last decade, the last 15 years. It's more like, let me just like stick to what I'm I'm used to, stick to what I know. And I think that's where kind of there's a there's a split, but quick transition. I think that uh, Nikki's feature on this was a pretty nice throwback to a time when her raps were like important. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that this is probably her best verse of the year on I, I admit. I also appreciate how talented she is at um, closing out either her um, appearance on a song or the song itself. So at the end of her album, she at, at the end of her verse, she kind of starts singing towards the end to close that out, which was amazing within itself. And then you have young boy come in with the hook. And then at the end, um, Nicki Minaj kind of provides those supplementary vocals in kind of adding an extra layer to that song. That's probably one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Um, but while we're talking about features, I... The first time I listened to the Yeet feature, I didn't like it as much. The second time, I'm starting to understand it a little better. I still yeah. don't fully understand the hype behind Yeet. Oh, no one, <laughs> no one makes me feel older than Yeet. Like I'm really trying. I'm like I like don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be like a a grandfather at at 24 and be like I I don't I don't. You don't want to. Like, you don't want to be like, like those like, those old heads when Young Thug first came out. Like we can't even understand what he's saying. Like what is he doing? Like <laughs> yeah, and like I'm I'm trying hard. Like I've been listening to the music and I'm like yo, like because it it feels a little bit like Playboy Cardi for me when I like at, at first I heard it and I was like okay, like this is obviously 
like it's it's his own thing and then it clicks and i'm just like waiting for that moment with deep but i'm like starting to get nervous that i'm like too old yeah. it'll never come i'm just gonna be like oh let me let me put on reasonable doubt and go like walk around in the cold because that's all i know how to do no i i mean yeet's beat beat selection is really amazing i do like the beats that he chooses it's just that I think something along with the cadence or the flow or something like that, like I genuinely do not understand what he's saying. And there are some artists that you can argue there are times where you don't understand what they're saying. Like Young Thug will be an example of that. But at the same time, there are moments where you do. And I just have not encountered a moment where I'm like, where I can be like, oh yeah, you, you said da 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 And you can say it word for word off the first listen. I That's not... But again, to avoid sounding like an old head in 2013 when Lifestyle came out, um, good good appearance. I do like the song itself. Oh. I think that it would have been better if um, I don't know. And he did catch a, catch a little bit of a flow. Like I'm going like this is genuine. This is genuine credits that I'm giving here. Like he did catch the the pocket of the beat, and he did. It's just I just want to know what the lyrics are. Is 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 it? That's the only issue that I have right now. Um. Anything else? I don't. I don't even know if I don't even know if Yeet. Ye, I don't even know if Yeet knows the lyrics. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, what are your favorite tracks on my I Got a Family? Uh, uh I like the Nicki song. Um, I admit, mm-hmm. I, I think like I think the Yeet song sounds good, so I don't text back. Like I, you know what I mean. I just don't. It doesn't have like the. I feel like I'm like buying like the when you used to have to buy an Xbox, but then you had to buy the live separately. I feel like that's what it is. I'm like, ah, like uh, this is a this is an interesting product, and I know how to. I think I know how to use it, but it's like you gotta like you gotta go get the card and and set it up. You need the you need the um, key. So the... I think those two, yeah, exactly. And then I like Rain a lot. The second track. Mm-hmm. I like pop out right now, sport mode. I admit with Nicki Minaj, change on me and kick it. Um, there's so many other songs that I like though as well. Um, but thanks for watching. This has been the Cat Podcast, episode 325. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about my I got a family. Did young boy inspire you to get a family? Um, I guess we'll see in nine months if he did. Um, but that being said, uh, do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spence plays on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content on OldMilk.co. Episode 10 of the It's All Opinion podcast is coming soon. And that being said, we are out. Thank you for watching. Peace.